0: Kia didn't just make an eight seat family car,
1: they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival G U V. This is Sports Day. Oh, it's it's sports day all right. And it's Thursday. Which means uh I don't long know what it means. End.
0: It oh. means long week Ken as of tomorrow. Oh no, we still got off the bench, haven't we?
1: Yeah. So we don't actually get Apparently, any time off. I've been roped into that again. Mate, you're such a nice bloke. Like, seriously, most people would have told me to get lost, but you're going to be back on that with me uh, over the weekend. You'll hear it different times, depends what radio station. We're just on standby at all times to do that show. Saturdays, Sundays, Mondays, Fridays. Mm -hmm. Hey, welcome to the show. Sam Holland, Racing Queensland, will be joining us, filling in for Chris Nelson. Like I like Sammy. He's also the one last week when
0: they were getting the Cox Plate tips. Mm. He said... As any uh, ex-jockey would say.
1: Yeah, that's a good impersonation. He
0: said, I can't get hot for the favourite. (laughs) (laughs) Romantic warrior. Can't get hot for it. It's not fit enough. Flies home, wins by a nostril.
1: Canberra legend, Brett Mullins. Um, I've never heard Brett Mullins do an interview, Sats. Yeah, he doesn't do
0: many interviews, Mullow. He's a champion guy. Um, And I've got to say, on his day, one of the most entertaining... Uh, open field running players we've seen.
1: Absolutely. My
0: dad used to, my dad compared every outside back to Graham Langlands. He just saw Graham Langlands was the best thing ever. And then he said, Then I saw Billy Slater. Mm. But he used to always say Brett Mullins was the closest thing to Gaznia and Langlands. Yeah, wow. That's yeah. a massive the way that he used to run, just with his head back and that's yeah. a big
1: rap. That's a big rap. Well, he's my favourite Canberra fullback. Yeah. Easily. Easily. You saw Badge today, didn't you? I did. Went and had lunch with Badge today. Oh, well, you would have been looking forward to that. I'm thinking you paid. I did pay. And he could not, he wouldn't let you go. Mm.
0: No, he's got nothing to do, <laughs> Gary. He's got nothing to do. He's bought a caravan. He said, oh, I'm out there looking for a barbecue today from a caravan. Oh, wow. That's a big day. So, doesn't the caravan come with the <laughs> barbecue? The you little... pull out. Yeah.
1: What do you get? A 1960s caravan or something? Has it got wheels? Well, the old bubble ones. <laughs> yeah, no. Spare a thought, everyone, for Carleen as she travels around Australia with badge and a caravan. Mm. I saw her last week. Mm. She's trying to get as many shifts as possible. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Maybe they're having money problems. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Cobram Astatus, premium Australian extra virgin olive oil, uh, bring you the good oil. What about this? Adam Fenua Blake has requested a release from the Warriors on compassionate grounds. Mm. What? This is a huge
0: blow. Now, he's off contract in 2026. He first signed in... 2021, so he's been there three seasons, and the Warriors' play has been a little bit different because you got to remember with COVID, they weren't living at their normal homes in New Zealand. They were perched in Australia for a long period of time, some on the Gold Coast, some in Brisbane, some in Sydney. Um, but in, but he he actually went to the Warriors for the same reason. He wanted to get out of Sydney. Well, my yep. my spies told me that he was it was best that he got out of Sydney. Yep. For multiple reasons, but he wanted to get out early of the Manly contract to go to the Warriors on various grounds. So the only thing I would say to Adam Fanua Blake is, um, have you got family that are, crook, are sick if they are? Well, um, that's probably worth looking at for Cameron George, their, their CEO. If it's for more money, I couldn't imagine it being for more money. It might be that he's got a sniff from another club that's willing to pay him seven figures. Uh, and if it's none of those bad luck, mm. you either sit out for three years or you bite down hard on your mouth guard and you go there for the, for the job you're asked to do. Now, um, people say, Oh, just let him go. You'd be able to find someone else. Well, he's the front row of the year, and front row of the year. And if he left the Warriors, it would set them back a fair way, I think, because, not having him as like the Broncos having to release pain Haas mm. or losing pain Haas, that's, mm. that's the influence he has on the
1: competition. Like most people, if, if there are some personal issues or family issues or illness, and let's hope none of that applies, then go and deal with that. We'll give you time off, then come back. Mm. That's what happens in – I know rugby league's not like normal workplace, but that's what happens in life. Yeah. Go and sort that out. Go and do what you have to do and then come back to the club. Yeah. And, some players look at it in two ways, Jason. I, I like
0: I like the angle you're taking. Some players take that in two ways. Some players will say, "This club is great. They got my they got my best wishes at, at heart." Mm. Some players will go, "Well, I've gone home to to settle whatever I've got to settle, and sort out what I've got to sort out. I'm now in a really comfortable space back here.
1: Time to go back to work.
0: No, I don't want to go back. I don't want to go. I don't want to go, yeah. I don't want to go back. So. It depends on the individual Mm. that you'd allow something like that to happen with the faith that they're going to come back.
1: Well, this is a big test uh, for Cameron George, your mate, uh, who's the boss of the Warriors and a very good rugby league administrator. So... This will be an interesting test. Will he do what the Melbourne Storm saying? No, you're not going. Mm. You're not going. You're staying here until you
0: The Dragons have done the same, haven't they? Yeah, with, with Ben Benny Hunt. Hunt.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's a good old Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil. Grown, harvested and first cold pressed in all the Victoria. Break time. This is Sports Day. The great, the legendary, probably one of the greatest fullbacks to play the game. Certainly up there with the Raiders, perhaps across the entire is game. Is Badge
0: coming on the show?
1: No, no. He's, I didn't say. I didn't say he was the greatest Raiders oh. fullback. Okay, uh, Jack Whiten. <laughs> w- no, Jack. Oh. Jack played fullback for a minute. Hmm. No, Brett Mullins. Oh, up next on Sports Day.
2: Kick and chase by
1: Mullins.
3: Kick and chase again by Mullins. This will be a miracle. Oh, it is a miracle. <laughs> oh my goodness! You won't see anything like that again yeah. this year. And
1: Great call from Ravs. One of the best tries you'll see uh, in the NRL. And, uh, look, we've worked with Gary Belcher here on Sports Day. This bloke is our special guest right now. Sats played 183 NRL games for the Raiders, five Origins for the Blues, eight Tests for Australia, member of the 1994 Kangaroo Tour, two NRL premierships, uh, 1994 with the Raiders and... 2002 with the Roosters, and still my favourite Canberra fullback. Mm. <laughs> Brett Mullins joining us on Sports Day. Hey, Brett. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. How you going, Marlow? Where, where are you based these days?
2: I'm in Belmont, Lake Macquarie. Um, so I've been up here about 20 years now, mate. So enjoying life. Yeah,
0: nice. Now, now before we talk about your career, and, you know, your dad, Bill, was a great player. Won two comps at the Roosters, Jase. Yep. Yeah, 74, 75. and with Arthur and Ronnie Coote and Jack Gibson. Did you always have a connection as an adult with some of his former players like Arthur and Mark Harris and Ronnie Coote and and Jack Gibson later on when you were an adult?
2: Yeah, I did. Uh, I got suspended when I was playing Jersey Flag at Raiders. So on the judiciary is Ronnie Coote, a couple of dad's old teammates. So um, I was going up the elevator and they said, you'll be right, Mullows. So I said, oh, thanks very much.
0: (laughs) Good stuff. Now, Badge, one of our colleagues, of course, uh, he was a great fullback at the Raiders. And when you were a young fella coming through, different styles of player, both you and Badge. But did you get to spend much time or did you observe him much, knowing that you were going to take that number one jersey when he retired?
2: Well, I didn't know. Um, It's only when Badge hurt his knee and were playing, I think, Great Britain were touring in 92, I think it was. And we were playing them on Saturday night. And um and I was my first game ever at, at fullback was the next day against Parramatta. Um I went out that Saturday night and had a shocker and Shansey basically said to me, "Man, I don't think I'll play your fullback tomorrow because that's the first time I've ever played it. I kind of, you know, enjoyed what I was what I was doing out there and just asked him to give me another crack. He told me to go have a chat with Badge and then um the next day I got man of the match, scored a length field try and um <laughs> I think Sheens, he said the badge when you can going to retire now, mate. with have got a replacement. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh good. Now talking on Timmy Sheens, like one of the great coaches, one of the great minds of the game. I got a lot of time for Sheens. He Did because you were that sort of enigmatic player that just basically loved the free, free flowing style. Did he just let you play and not overcomplicate things too much?
2: Pretty much, um, he like did give me. You know, little areas to run to, and we, we thought there might be a weakness. But um, other than that, I was just get the ball and, and go for it. So um, I had pretty open, open uh, field to play in, and
1: um, you know, it kind of let me run free a bit, which is good. How simple is that game plan? Like nowadays, it, it, it feels like we overthink the game too much, don't we, Mullows?
2: Oh, I think so. Yeah, um, a bit regimented now, but um, I did enjoy that style. Um, I played while was in front of me. Basically, so um, we had our little set plays off, off um, you know, off scrums and and of taps and all that. But um, other than that, I kind of just you know followed the forwards around, and, and it, there was an offload there to be to be given. I'll, I was hopefully in position, and they can pop the ball to me. And
0: now, um, one of the greatest players, I, he was my favourite player growing up as a kid. I still get intimidated by him when I when I see him in person. His big mouth, and mm-hmm. you know that grand final yeah. try in '94, his last NRL game, uh, of course. What was he like as the captain? Was he, was he
2: intimidating? No, he wasn't at all. He was uh, very encouraging, actually. Um, I, I love playing off Mal. Um It was pretty easy when he would draw in three or four players, mate. All said to me was, Mel, make sure you catch him. I said, no worries, Mel, I'll do my best. He <laughs> didn't want to let him down. Now, that
0: 1994 Premiers, I think still today, one of the most entertaining teams I've ever watched. And you beat the Dogs pretty convincingly in that grand final. Now, Paul Osborne goes in for John Lomax. lays on the first two tries in the first twenty minutes. Now, I heard a story. It was looked like Arthur Beats in the way he's playing. Yeah. I heard a story that Mel said to uh, Sean McRae, the trainer, he said, or Brian Hyder, he said, "Get him off the field now because he thinks he's Arthur." <laughs>
2: that's pretty much that's true, mate. Yeah, he tried to throw at no one, so he got he got you know, ripped straight off the field straight after that. But he done his job for us that day, didn't
0: he? He did. Yeah. Now. 1993, my load, uh Ricky Shaw breaks his ankle. All roads are heading towards. Finally, we're going to see the Raiders play the Broncos in a grand final against Parramatta. You're beating them by 60 and, and Ricky breaks his ankle and you, go, you bow out in straight sets in the finals. If that day ended up occurring, which the Broncos and the Raiders of 93, 94, do the Raiders get the Broncos who were back-to-back champions that year?
2: I think so. Um, as you said, when Ricky broke his ankle... You know, they just ripped the heart out of our team, basically. So, man, um, we just couldn't recover from that. I think we went out in straight sets, basically, after that. It um, was a massive disappointment, too. But um, I think, you know, uh, being confident as I was, I thought we would have, uh, yeah, been the Premiers that year as well.
0: Yeah. Now, Kenny Nagus, the Kyogre flyer. Did you guys ever have a foot race, an official foot race?
2: Yeah, well, I've always told everyone Kenny's the fastest bloke I've ever seen. He, he only ran as fast as the bloke chased him, so... <laughs> uh, he uh, didn't want to t- exert too much energy.
0: Now, now, Mullows after the Raiders, uh, you, you go over to the UK in 2000 and uh, for the 2001 yep. season. Now, was it when you came back to play for the Roosters in 2002, was it more about Ricky Stewart, your premiership teammate, sending an SOS out to you, or was it playing for your dad's former club, or was it both?
2: Um, well, it kind of happened. I went over there on a two-year deal. I went over injured, and I basically got injured the whole year and had a, frust- just a frustrating time on the field. Um, so I kind of spoke to Gary Heddington, the CEO at the time, and, I, and said I'd basically had enough, and he agreed. So um, I basically talked to over there, and then Ricky got the job with the Roots. They just gave me a call out of the blue and asked me if I'd be interested. And I, and I, I said no to him to start with, and he said, if you, is it because of the injuries? I went, yep. He said, if you weren't injured, would you like to go again? I said, for sure. He said, "So come, he said, come back then, and uh, we'll put you through lots of physio and training and what, here we go, and the rest is history.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, it was a great return, Mullows. And you're only 30 years of age in 2000 and in 2002. And, yeah. and you pretty much played, you know, 90% of the season. And you retired after that year. Was it just because of the, the ongoing injuries? Why? Because 30 is still relatively young.
2: Yeah, well, the... um something about the salary cut back in those days. I was rated as a certain amount on the salary cut. My roosters couldn't fit me under at that stage. So... Um, that kind of you know finished it for me. Uh, Tim Sheens did bring me up and ask me if I wanted to go to the West Tigers, but um we had a business up here in Belmont, so I just kinda of called it quits. And in hindsight, I was probably the best move I made. I came out to play a couple of games of touches here and snapped both hamstrings and <laughs> done a two <few> other injuries. <laughs> so I think Body was telling me that enough's enough. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't the biggest fella either, mate, so didn't take much to hurt the little bones and coming out. So yeah.
0: Now, Marlowe's, before we let you go, thanks very much. Yep. I know you're, you're about to go to a function, but 135 tries in NRL origin and, and test matches. Is there a yep. favourite that stands
2: out? There is a couple. Obviously, the one you played at the, at the start, um, the chip and chase. I feel against Newcastle. The yeah. against- That's the one I was going to think
0: about. The one at Newcastle, the Marathon Stadium that night, where you, it was probably from about 95 out, and you went up that, that Western touchline. That's one of my favourites. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we yeah, Well, I actually call that on the try line. Rab said I was 90 metres, but i uh, both of said I was metres. So uh, even the five metres is a long way. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> hey, Brett Mullins, loved watching you play and uh, great to hear from you post career as well. And I uh, hope you're enjoying life up in the Macquarie region. We've got a lot of listeners that are from the Newcastle and the Hunter as well. We'd love to, to hear from you. So, Brett Mullins, thanks for taking time out to catch up uh, with us on Sports Day, mate.
2: Thanks very much, mate. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Kia
0: didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle, Kia Carnival
1: GUV. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back uh, to the show. Uh, it's uh, Scotty Sattler. Jason Matthews here tonight. Um, who's safe? Thanks to Suncorp. Get your home. Storm season ready with Suncorp. Is it is it safe to say mm-hmm. that Eddie Jones will coach a national team somewhere in the world in the near future? And the reason I say he's he's coaching the Barbarians now, which I think is a big mistake from Against Rugby. Against Wales and, oh, I and think Cardiff, it, yeah. And I think it's a big mistake from Rugby Australia to allow that to, to occur. He should have went. Really? Once he resigned, yeah. Well, well, allow him to coach the Barbarians? Yeah. But, why? Why? but he's resigned. Give yeah. that opportunity to someone else. Why should he? Who, make... who decides it? Well, I'm getting the feeling that it's Rugby Australia. Or is it a combination of... It's
0: usually a combination because the team is a... A patch, patch, Yeah, a yeah, quilt. that's right, yeah. yeah.
1: But I'm just – just go, Eddie. I'm sick of the whinging. I'm sick of him bagging Rugby Australia. What's he said now? Oh, he's been come out and bagged. I haven't got the article in front of me, but he's he's had another swipe today. I'll see if I can find it while we're talking. But I just – Eddie, just go. Mate, you stuffed it up, right? You should have done your own due diligence first before taking on um, the role. Just, Oh, I don't know about that. Well, why wouldn't you? Well, why wouldn't you do your research on – on what you're walking into. Well, when you're on the outside, you don't have
0: access to a lot of the, you know, a lot of the operations. Please. Of it. So you can Please talk to you people. Do. You do. You do. We don't. You don't. You don't know the different, the various layers. Well, why don't you ask actually, the questions? you actually get in. Well, you can ask the questions, and then Rugby Australia can be very good salespeople and tell you this is what is going to happen. This is the resources you're going to get. Whatever it might be. I'm not making any excuses. I'm just saying from the outside looking in, uh, he's done a lot of things wrong. We know that. And we know that in, in Rugby Australia there's been a lot of things that have been going wrong for, for a long time. Uh, this is an extra chapter to it. So, you know, as I said, he's, he may have got in there and realised that this is, I'm just going to be flogging a dead, dead horse here. It's going to be no good for my coaching credentials in the future. So it's best to jump now rather than, you know, show see results that are not going to work in favour of me as a coach or this country and I may lose my job. So... So to answer your question, is he, is it safe to say Suncorp safe to say will he coach another national team? I think he will. I think he will. I think there'll be a country, a minnow country, and whether that's Japanese rugby or whether it's another one, that will that will I think benefit from his experience because they haven't been they haven't been involved in the in the cycle of world rugby for a long time. It, you know, at the top level. So I think it's Suncorp safe to say he will coach again.
1: The latest swipe, only, you know, today, was that he rejected um, Chief Executive Phil Wall's uh, claims that uh, he rejected the premise that the organisation was on a road to nowhere. Eddie's come back and said, what a load of rubbish. He said, after the World Cup, we were going to review the whole thing. But, Eddie, you don't need to keep talking, mate. Mate, Hmm. you don't need to do it. Just shut up and move on. Hmm. No one, no one's interested except for Scott Sattler who's about your only fan no, here No, I'm Australia. not interested.
0: I'm the one that's been saying we don't have to keep jumping up and down about Eddie because he's resigned from the job. We
1: just need to move on. He shouldn't even have the Barbarians job. They'll lose 100 to nil against Wales this week. Maybe, maybe not. Michael Barbarians. Hooper's in the team. I'd love to see that first handshake. Oh, isn't that going to be amazing? <laughs> Do you think you'll listen to him? Do you yeah.
0: think any... I think Michael Hooper's a thorough professional, so... Absolutely. Well, one of them
1: is, Mm. so that's good to see. Just just go. And look, in Eddie's defence, rugby Australia is a mess.
0: It's absolute mess. Absolute mess. It's no different to a club. It's no different to a coach going into an NRL club or an AFL club mm. and saying, when I had the meeting, we talked about all these layers of of resources and operational assistance and and all your pathways and your development, and you actually get in there and you sink your teeth and you go – There's nothing that's been done. This is going to take years to set up. At least 10. And uh, I am on a hiding to nothing. It's no different to coaches have done that at clubs. And after 18 months, all of a sudden, you're getting a tap on the shoulder and you go, sorry, mate, you haven't made a change, so we need Mm. to find someone else. So sometimes the smart coaches make the jump before it happens to them. I'm not saying he's smart, but what I'm saying is some coaches take that that approach. You're
1: right. Mm. You're right. The uh, storm season arriving here in Queensland. It's important to be safe with Suncorp home resilience. So, safe to say, Sat says Eddie Jones will get another coaching gig with a minnow country somewhere.
0: Maybe but, if Michael Checker moves on, maybe Argentina. He's not, they're not a minnow.
1: You can cry for us, uh, Argentina. <laughs> Seriously, thank you. For oh, oh, would you accept Michael Checker back? Well, he was on Patton Hills this morning and he's he's hedging his bets. Yeah. Yeah, he's hedging his. Bets.
0: That was interesting. That chat actually. I think
1: he'll take it because
0: once you're a coach, you're always a coach. Yeah. You know, he's he's always been he's been mentioned as a possible general manager, at rugby league of the West Tigers. But yeah, you know, he said more or less words to the effect, nah, no, nah, I, I love the challenge of coaching,"
1: and laid um, the boots into Eddie. We'll get that audio. Mm. Actually, Sammy, can we get that audio before the end of the show? You did lay the boots in Eddie, which is good. Good on you, Michael Checker. I reckon he's improved as a coach, so I'd like to see him there. Break time. Three burning questions. Sammy's going to put us under the blowtorch next here on Sports Day. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to the show. Time for three burning questions. Toolkit Depot. Tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear. Sammy, who's filling in for Daddy Vass, who's on annual leave uh, this week, Matt, thanks for filling in. No, it's a pleasure. It's been good fun. Yeah, it, it's uh, You're a how, good kid, Sam. You're a good kid. What? He's a good kid. He's 20 something. One. 21.
4: Is that still a kid? No. Nah. Yeah, it is.
1: Nah. it is. What was your 21st
4: like? I don't remember, don't to you? be honest. I remember from about 11 o'clock to maybe three in the Think afternoon. Responsibly. And then yeah, of course. Of course. yeah, absolutely. Can
1: we get invited to your 22nd?
4: Sure. Let's do it. We'll, have do you it a we'll do it at a bowls club. No. He hasn't. No, you
1: don't. Right. You, I know you go on
0: dates in footy shorts, which is cool. I love that. Which is probably why I don't have a girlfriend. He's putting in some work. I've seen him. I want you your next date. <laughs> I want you to do <laughs> footy shorts. <laughs> yeah. Crocs. Crocs With and
1: socks
4: Crocs and socks. With socks. Nike socks. Black, Can I tell you what? I'm, I'm a big socks. White, Crocs. Thong. I'm no, a big,
0: white I'm a big socks thongs wearer.
1: Are you? Love it. It's comfy. When you say thong. Yeah, no, not that song. Okay. Because mm. some of our listeners in New Zealand would be disturbed <laughs> by that image. Righty-o, three burning questions. What are they?
4: Well, the first one is, could Tommy Dearden make a return to Brisbane in 2025? You spoke about it a little bit uh, before, Sats, but would it be a good fit given that Adam Reynolds is off contract at the end of next year?
0: I, I would love him to start at the Cowboys. I love the pressure that's taken off him at the Cowboys and he's just allowed to play. When you go to Brisbane, you're under such a spotlight He's a tough kid. He comes from a tough family, a really tough DNA family when it comes to um, rugby league. Uh, but I always felt at some stage Tom Dearden would end up back at Brisbane. I don't know when. I know, I know they're contemplating whether they sign Adam Reynolds again for another year. I don't think they should rush into that the Broncos. I think, I think they need to wait until sort of seven or eight or nine rounds in relation to making a, a, de- a decision on Adam. But I've, for some reason, I've always thought that Tommy did and would end up back at the Broncos at some stage.
4: Could he play seven? Oh, yeah, Full he's,
0: time. he's a natural seven. He is a natural seven anyway. And the way that he plays the game, you could throw any number on his back and he'd just involve himself. So I've always thought that he'd end up there at some stage, Tommy. And at 22 years of age, I mean, he's got, he's got three more contracts left in his career. Minimum.
1: Mm. Yeah. Fair enough. Next question.
4: Um, so three losses in a in a row for the Black Caps after last night. They got
0: smashed last night. 190 runs. Mm. Yeah,
4: they were competitive against India and Australia, but um, all against top four teams. Is this them done for the World Cup? Because they play Pakistan on Saturday night. Pakistan are uh, just a win behind them in the table. Oh, depending think... on how much they win by, could over, could leapfrog them into that last semi final spot. Do you reckon the Black Caps are done? I think they'll scrape in. To the to the semis, but I th- they won't
1: make the final. I don't think they'll beat Australia, um, South Africa, or or India. There's no way.
0: They're two balls away from beating Australia.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I mean, well, if we finish, if they finish third or fourth, then they won't play Australia. Mm. So they'll have to play India or South Africa. They're no chance. Australia a better chance. Australia much better chance. Of making the final in the New Zealand, at, well, actually, at the moment, with with Maxwell's concussion falling off a golf cart, <laughs> and Mitch Marsh has gone home too. He's gone home reasons. announced this afternoon. So
0: I think I think New Zealand, I think New Zealand, are, if they beat Pakistan and beat them uh, comfortably, I think they're every chance of winning it. Should be no, eight. not yeah. a chance. They'll make
1: the finals, mm. but they won't. They won't. They won't win it, mate. Did you not just hear what I said? I'm not. So are you not, okay? Are you I'm, there? I'm not going
0: to you for my cricket information. Well, okay. who are you going
1: to? Yourself? I you can. hate cricket. No, you I don't hate, hate cricket at you're all. You're still in rugby league. I don't hate it at all. You, you do. Love you whinge about it all the time. Every time we go, oh, look at that great no, BBW, during BBL, winter, when WBBL, WBBL game yeah. or the Marsh Cup. Yeah, I'm not interested in you the Marsh go, Cup. You
0: always go, like that. Yeah. yeah. I'm not interested in the Marsh Why Cup. Why not? I just, I'm just
1: not. So you don't like. It's like saying you don't like the Q Cup or the New South Wales Robbie League Cup.
0: No, when I've got so much going on around me, I just don't have enough time to watch it.
1: There's nothing on.
0: There's plenty on. There is so much on. But to answer your question, <laughs> if New Zealand beat Pakistan comfortably and send a message, I think they can win it. And
4: then they've got Sri Lanka after that. And then yep. Pakistan's last then, game's England. And then, and then they'll play Then they'll play India or South Africa
1: in their first game. They're no chance. Next.
4: Do, how in New Zealand in the, in the rugby league? Back to rugby league now, Woogie. Yep. How are New Zealand gonna? or Are they capable of beating a full-strength Kangaroos this weekend?
1: Sats, I'm nervous about this. Are you nervous about this game in Hamilton? But you always get nervous when it comes to games away.
0: Yeah, you, you've said that all. Even mm. when it was with South, when it's with Australian cricket, you're always nervous. When there was a game recently where you it said
1: it was it was um, the Netherlands. And it was too in too. Australia. Yeah, lap them. Which was great. I yeah. mean, it's close. 300 run win. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, can New Zealand beat them? The only reason I think New Zealand can beat them, if they were playing at uh, anywhere in Australia, if they were even playing at Eden Park, I'd say I think Australia – I think this Hamilton crowd will bring New Zealand closer to Australia, um, but they've got to come up with something different. And I think they've got to try and give Joey Manu a bit of a roam – roaming mission, like Tommy Traboyevich did in Origin. Um, so because Hamaso Fido gave him a bath last week, absolute mm. bath, can they beat them? 100%. I agree with some of our listeners. I never thought the New Zealand um, side could beat Australia twice in a row, but they can beat them once. And you just got to make sure that once is the last game of the season. So I think oh, they can beat good. them because they're at Hamilton.
4: Was Hamilton the game this year where the Broncos just beat the Warriors, and there was about eighty different streakers that's throughout it. the course yeah, of the yeah, game? Yeah, yeah, it was. So maybe that's their maybe that's their way through. It's like
0: the crowd's right on top of you at Hamilton. It's um, it's quite intimidating. It's the home
4: of the Waikato Chiefs and the cloning facility and the cloning and facility sheep cloning
1: facility. I swear to God, I saw it. Yeah, and drunk? it's got Japanese Renaissance Is, as well. That's right, mm. and it's horsey territory too. Yes, we learned all this last time. So night. I think they can, Sammy. I think really they can. can. Rightio, what do you think?
4: Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Racing action continues every day across the Sunshine State. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today.
1: Yeah, what's uh, gambling really costing you? You know what? Chris Nelson reminds me of Gary Belcher. Didn't he always take. What day did he always take off? Melbourne Cup Day, didn't Melbourne he? Cup Day. And so we'd be stuck working. Well, I rang him the other day, Badge. I said, listen, I've got a function for you. Are you still
0: doing your Melbourne Cup Day thing? He goes, no, nah, I've got Melbourne Cup free. What? <laughs> so every other year you've been doing radio, you've made us work, and you had the day off. You're not doing it in oh. the year that you retired. Well, Chris Nelson's done the same thing to Sam Highland. Yeah. Can I I want to pick a bone with Sammy Hyland. How are you? Welcome to the show.
3: I'm um- I'm good sats, I'm good. It's great to catch up with the uh, the Gold Coast crew.
0: I mate, I love listening to you each and every week. And but I've got to pick a bone with you cuz last week I was trying to pick my who I was going to pick for the Cox played. I was I, I was I was all in for Romantic Warrior and then I hear Sammy Holling go. Ah, "I'm not hot for the uh, the favorite <laughs> Romantic Warrior. You turned me off it." Sam. Well,
3: I I went with Juas, right? I went with Juas. Had a great $41, run. $41, mind you, Satz. Mm. $41. And it never got off the bit. It should have won the race. It yeah, was unbelievable. It yeah. was unbelievable. And it, uh, you know, I was, yeah, I, I'll tell you what, you you didn't want to be in my lounge room uh, watching <laughs> the Cops Plate because do you reckon I was throwing every single toy out of the cot?
0: <laughs> oh, Sammy, what's happening this weekend in Queensland?
3: Big, big weekend of racing, obviously, right around the country. Do you know, in Queensland on Saturday, we're racing? Oh, Bow Desert. What's happened here? Oh. You there? Yeah. This weekend, it's a massive weekend for racing in Queensland, and Saturday, Derby Day, Bow Desert, Aquas Park, Gold Coast Poly, Barkle Dine, as Campbell Brown would call it, or Barkle, the most Queenslanders. (laughs) Cloncurry, Cloncurry, Dolby, Eagle Farm, Home Hill, Toowoomba on Saturday night, and Yapoon. But then, if that is not enough racing for you in Queensland, you can get Tuesday, Aquas Park, Gold Coast Polly, Bundaberg, Charleville, Eagle Farm, Gladstone, Cumbia, which I don't know where Cumbia is, but I... Gather it's in Queensland, obviously. Sunny Coast, Sunny Coast, Toowoomba, Townsville. There is so much racing on this weekend in Queensland. It's gonna be a ripper weekend.
1: Right, yeah. And of course we've got the uh, the big racing spring carnival in Melbourne as well. Before we turn our attention to Derby Day, you got any tips for us this weekend?
3: Well, Eagle Farm, I've done the tips for Eagle Farm because you wouldn't believe it. That Chris Nelson He's taken the whole week off, so I've got to, I've got to do tips for Saturday. I'm, I'm on all these different radio stations. It's unbelievable, but it's good fun. Uh, race 6, number 12, Terramedes. This is the quaddy legs at Eagle Farm. Race 6, number 12, Terramedes. Race 7, number 4, Poetic Drama. Uh, race 8, number 7, The Vowels. And this is my best for the weekend in Queensland, boys. Race nine, number one, Go Wonji for Tommy Dougal from Toowoomba. I tell you, he's a good horse, Go Wanji, and yep. he will blow him apart in the last on Saturday.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. Now, right. Cumbia is near Kingaroy. Okay, so that's yeah. a... South Burnett region.
1: So that's about, I don't know, six long necks. Uh, if we were to drive, yeah probably about. That. yeah, yeah okay. I reckon probably a little bit less. Okay. Yeah. Well, drink responsibly. Yeah,
0: exactly. exactly. What about Derby Day mate? What yeah. are you like? Can I ask you something really really quickly uh, Sammy, around Derby Day in, in Flemington. Um, the second race which is the Lexus. Now there's still a few horses wanting to qualify. I can't believe that they're able to race on a Saturday with such a big race and flip them round and then run such a huge race on the Tuesday.
3: Yeah, well, back in the day, Sats, it's funny you should say that because it's not really it's not really the theme uh, in, in this modern-day Melbourne Cups. But back in the day, you always ran on the Saturday, you and then you ran in the Melbourne Cup on Tuesday. And, I mean, Bart Cummings was famous for letting horses run in, in the uh, McKinnon Stakes on the Saturday, on Derby Day, just having a roll around. And then he always said that he won 12 Melbourne Cups That He always said you had to have that run on the Saturday going into the Melbourne Cup on the Tuesday. Now, back in 1985, I'm going to let you in on a little secret that my dad, Pat Hyland, he rode a horse called What a Nuisance. And he Mm. might have been a little bit warm on What a Nuisance just letting him roll around on the Saturday. But he turned up on the Tuesday and he was trying for his life and it got the money. So it was a really common theme. To go round on the Saturday and then run on the Tuesday, and it worked so many times. And obviously, Bart Cummings, he was the master at it, and he loved doing it. But yeah, in this day and age, it's they, they sort of like to go into the Melbourne Cup a little bit fresher. And I mean, as we see in this year's Melbourne Cup, the horse that I like is Boban, uh, and he's going to be... Basically first up into the Melbourne Cup. He hasn't even had a run in Australia. Fair he's degree. come from Ireland and he's gonna run first up in the Melbourne Cup and Sats I dead set think he will blow them apart. Wow. I watched its work at Flemington on Thursday morning <laughs>
0: Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle.
1: Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to the show. Back to wrap it up. Scotty Sattler and Jason Matthews here. Uh, we were talking earlier about Eddie, your mate Eddie, and how much he love the man. Uh, Michael Checker this morning on radio with Patna Hills on SEN in Queensland had a little dig at Michael Checker. See if you can pick it up. I had a, I'll start that again. Had a little dig at Eddie Jones. See if he can pick it up.
3: You know, as a coach of Australia, I was very loyal. You know what I mean, and that's my that's my go. You know, I'm very loyal to what's happened me with me in Argentina. Right, that's my first port of call. I'm pretty comfortable across the board, mate. It's been a really good experience for me there. I've got a very good relationship with management, and I think that's really important too. You know, that alignment and and in being in sync with each other helps you either achieve or overachieve if you can. Mm. You know, so that's pretty much where I lay there.
1: Uh, what were the digs? Oh, the look. Loyalty? loyalty? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that's that, uh What was mm-hmm. the other one?
0: Um, I'm really comfortable and happy with the Argentina. No. Because they went through to a... The no, no. The,
1: no, no. The other thing, having a dig mm-hmm. at Eddie was I'm in tune with management.
0: Mm.
1: It seems like management and Eddie are on different pages.
0: And again... Don't worry. Rugby Australia is not in tune with a lot of things when it comes to Australian rugby. No, no,
1: I'm I'm not saying. I I still think they're totally to blame for all of this, right? But the thing is, I get that he'll probably work, if he was to be offered the role, he will work harder with management to turn things around, not just, I mean, Eddie, Eddie held his own press conferences. He did all his own thing. He just, he was a rebel, right? And we've actually said on this show, and Rat and I were talking about, don't glaze over. We, I don't
0: even know why we're talking about him still.
1: We're he's, talking about Michael Checker here he's versus got, he's Eddie. He's moved Jones. on. But we're talking about Michael Checker. Michael Checker's at a country
0: because people are interested. that have made Scott. a semi final at the World Cup. Of course, he's up and about. He's happy. He's doing a great job. Well, you don't think.
1: It, how hard would it be to get Argentina to the semi finals of the World Cup? Difficult. Yeah. So yeah. He's, done, he's, he's, he's done a great job. He's batted above his average. Got great right?
0: support from his superiors. They've got a great relationship. Good stuff, Michael Checker. I love him. I'd actually love to see him coaching in the NRL. Nah. He's a rugby league Do you know, what,
1: You know, I've copped it from people saying that there's no – because I said, why can't we get someone like a, an Ivan Cleary or a Wayne Bennett or a Mal Meninga as the head coach of the Wallabies? They can't have anyone from rugby league. They don't know what they're doing again.
0: Are you serious? It's a different – it is a completely different yeah, game. Yeah, but that's what your assistants are for, right? Mm. But if any of those guys yeah, went the... in and coached, they'd probably take two players off the field and just <laughs> – Give you two points for a goal, not three. One point for a field goal, not three.
1: Yeah, gotcha. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, you, know, you don't get you get three points from a field goal from anywhere. You don't yeah. have to go outside the forty to get two no, points. No, exactly. <laughs> Rugby needs a 40-20 or something. Did have they brought in a kick like that?
0: Mm, I know. didn't see
1: it in the World don't Cup.
0: Know. I don't think so.
1: Well, I reckon that's one of the great things of rugby league. Is 40-20? The, 40-20. Yeah, it's turn the, 20 it can turn
0: the momentum of a game. Absolutely,
1: yeah. absolutely. All right, we're going to go. Uh, we're not getting anywhere with this argument. Um, I'll, I'll see you you're like
0: the You're like the guy from The Simpsons that just stands there and screams at everything. Oh,
1: the old just man. Just for the sake of screaming. Old man Simpson. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, we'll be back Sports Day Monday night from 6 o'clock. Have a great weekend. mate. Goodbye.